0: Hi, this is Elia Fishman, and welcome to part four of our talk on large adrenal masses, pearls and pitfalls. In the first three parts, we've covered many things from benign lesions like cysts and adenomas, to pheochromocytomas, to adrenal carcinoma to metastasis to lymphoma. And now we're going to speak about a few unusual lesions and a few things that we need to think about when we look at adrenal lesions. And then we'll call it a day. And hopefully at the end, you will have learned everything you need to know about large adrenal masses. So in terms of things. I've shown you a few cases previously where there was hemorrhage. Hemorrhage in the adrenal is not an uncommon finding. It classically was described in trauma, but we see it in many non-trauma scenarios. It can be unilateral or bilateral. When it's bilateral, can result in adrenal insufficiency and Addisonian crisis. And it's often a confusing diagnosis when it's bilateral because patient's presentation might be the acute abdomen, suspected myocardial infarction, or generalized sepsis. When you think about adrenal hemorrhage, you always have to worry about the possibility of underlying tumor. Was it a myelolipoma, a benign lesion, which we discussed previously, or was it a MET, or even a primary adrenal carcinoma? Is the patient on Coumadin? Anticoagulant therapy is the number one cause we see of bleeding, also the number one cause of bilateral bleeds. Trauma, but then you typically have other injuries like to the kidney, or to the spine, or to the liver and have a history. Infection can do it, hypercoagulability states or possibilities in oncology patients and severe stress. Now, when you think about hematomas, a lot of times they're discovered after the fact. I mentioned when I spoke about cysts that sometimes cysts have thin calcifications, but when I see thick walled calcifications, I'm thinking about old hematomas, and this was a patient who had an old bleed, and now you see punctate calcifications in the wall. If I had no history, and this is the only image I have, I get the feeling I'm gonna assume this is benign. I would think about hematoma number one, but it could be an atypical adenoma or old infection, but infection tends to give you calcified adrenals, but the adrenals maintain the adrenal shape and are typically small. So this was an old hemorrhage. And you can see the coarse calcifications circumferentially particularly nice on the mip imaging very nicely shown there here's another example large lesion solid and cystic again you go through a wide differential you could even think about a hypovascular theo, perhaps not really sure what's going on here very difficult diagnosis you go through a differential Uh, These lesions are often removed because nobody can ever come up with the right diagnosis. And invariably, the patients are symptomatic. They have right upper quadrant pain, and it's removed. Or this case. First of all, I just want to let you know when you look at the pancreas how vascular it is. That's a neuroendocrine tumor. Then you found this other mass, which you wonder if this is part of the pancreas or near it. It's cystic with calcifications. Look how large that lesion is. Eventually, this patient had a distal pancreatectomy for that neuroendocrine tumor, and they removed this adrenal lesion, which you see nicely in the coronal view, a slightly enhancing rim, calcifications, and cystic. This was an old hematoma. Just a beautiful example, again, going through the differential of cystic lesions with calcification, cysts, complex cysts, old hematomas, cystic pheo you might think about, but usually it has more septations or thickening. Just a beautiful example. Now a case like this, upper quadrant pain, large mass in the region of the right adrenal, high density, it's surely a bleed. I think what you're stuck with here is why did it bleed? It's not the trauma appearance. There was no history of trauma, but trauma, it's usually an ovoid lesion, three centimeters, not 20 centimeters. So what could this bleed? It could be an underlying tumor that bled. It's pushing the kidney down, compressing the liver, compressing the IVC. You see the modeled enhancement really nicely here. That's just a good example of the hemorrhage, though you do not see active hemorrhage going on. But this was actually an adenoma that bled. Remember I showed you that very large adenoma previously? It just makes the point to me that adenomas, which normally are the easiest lesions to diagnose, non-contra CT, under 4CM, minus 10 Hounsfield units, or uh, plus 10 Hounsfield units to minus 10 Hounsfield units, but this was an adrenal bleed. The adrenal was resected. It was an adenoma that had previously bled. What about this case? Modeled appearance to a large mass in the right adrenal. There's areas of enhancement present. You can go through a big differential, even consider primary adrenal carcinoma. Could this have been just an adenoma that bled? I don't know, but it's modeled enhancement. It's a large mass, and you really have to do a differential diagnosis. You don't wanna biopsy this lesion, of course. It's gonna be resected, and when this was resected, it ended up being a pheochromocytoma. So just a really nice example of a bleed in a pheo. But it wasn't very vascular, it was, you know, maybe it was vascular way back when till it bled, but you can see just a difficult, difficult diagnosis for us to make by just looking at the image. And another patient with right upper quadrant pain, it was ruled out acute cholecystitis versus pancreatitis. There's a bleed in the patient's right adrenal gland, it's high density, that's why the patient had symptoms, but, and there's blood around the adrenal. Can you tell me, is is this a tumor? The patient was not on anticoagulant therapy, but it would be too large a bleed for that. The patient had no trauma. What could this be? There's active extravasation, there's active bleeding. Well, you always have to worry, could there be an underlying mass? And in this case, the answer was yes, there was an underlying mass. It was a primary adrenal carcinoma. Now, primary adrenal carcinomas present many ways, but it's very, very unusual for them to present with acute bleed, but this was one of the examples where presented with an acute bleed. And I showed you this a moment ago, the pheochromocytoma, just to show you how similar the lesions can look. Now, the last thing I want to go over with you is some of the uncommon benign adrenal tumors. You could sometimes suggest them, lymphangiomas, ganglioneuromas, hemangiomas, and schwannomas. So here's a lesion in the right adrenal. It's cystic with septations, faint calcification. Surely I would be thinking an adenoma. In this case, I know this lesion is benign. The patient was having symptoms. This punctate calcification may be a fat, poor, fat-free myelolipoma. This was resected. This was an adrenal lymphangioma, a very unusual lesion. Here's a lesion on the contralateral side, kind of looks similar. Cystic lesion, low density, four centimeters. Cyst, a cyst that previously bled. Heart, a cystic pheo, I'm not sure what this is. This was a ganglioneroma. Ganglioneroma is a kind of interesting. It's the only adrenal lesion that as you go from the 60 seconds to the 15 minutes, or even to four minutes, the lesion increases in attenuation. Here's another adrenal lesion. Look at the patient's right adrenal gland. There's a mass there. You can go through a differential. Here it is on the excretory phase. Again, a little bit of enhancement, but I don't know what this is, to be honest. You can see the attenuation here on the excretory phase of 70 Hounsfield units. I don't really know what this lesion is, and this was a ganglion aroma. So, you can see ganglione neuromas. When we think about the neurogenic tumors, we think about low density lesion. This is soft tissue density. It looks on the like non-contrast, similar to liver, spleen, and kidneys. So I'm not sure you'll be making this ganglioneuroma diagnosis, but just to tell you, if it comes back ganglioneuroma, send me the case. I can use it for my teaching file. And ganglioneuroma is a benign tumor arising from the sympathetic nerves or within the adrenals. The lesion is more frequently detected in the mediastinum or retroperitoneum than in the adrenal medulla. It's usually 2 to 3 centimeters, well-defined smooth margins, and an inhomogeneous appearance due to myxoid components. But again, not always because you saw this case in question. The size, 5 to 9 centimeters, smooth and homogeneous, can have calcifications, and is not invasive. And here's just another example. Cystic, it looks almost very much... Um, that case looked just like a lymphangioma. And just I wanted to show you, you know, calcification, low density. Here's another one, larger mass, but it's low density. I mean, I'm not sure what this is. This a lymphangioma pushing the, the adrenal, is this something extra adrenal? I just don't know. It's a very unusual looking lesion. After you analyze the coronals and the 3Ds, you know it's adrenal, but you're really not sure what it could be. So it's a challenge. Now, we usually don't speak about adrenal abscesses, so let me at least bring it up. Adrenal abscesses are incredibly rare. Here is a patient with left upper quadrant pain and there's a cystic lesion by the adrenal with air fluid levels, so it's an abscess. So then you say, well, maybe it's pancreatitis. The most common reason you get cystic lesions near the adrenal with air fluid levels is infected pseudocysts. But here the patient has no pancreatitis, the spleen looks good, the kidney looked good. Here's some more images. Now adrenal abscesses are exceedingly rare. I can think of maybe one or two cases. This is one of them, maybe that's the second case I have. Patients with sepsis, you look at many organs, you look at the liver, you look at the spleen, you look at the kidneys, but you never look at the adrenal glands. You don't see abscesses in the adrenal glands. Every once in a while you can. We talk about infection in the adrenal, histoplasmosis, tuberculosis, the adrenals can be large and then they can calcify over time, blastomycosis, large adrenals, but you don't have something like this with a large cystic lesion with air fluid levels. This was a large abscess. Now you can say, well, maybe the patient had a large cyst in the area, and then somehow or other the cyst got infected, but there was no knowledge of a prior adrenal lesion. And this was just entirely at surgery, a large adrenal abscess, which is, exceedingly, exceedingly rare. Now I'll just mention in the throwaways, what other tumors are there? And there's two types of tumors I can mention, sarcomas and neuroblastomas. A neuroblastoma would not be an unusual tumor if it was a child under 10, usually under five, but in adults is rare. Now here's a case of a solid mass in the right adrenal. I would think of lymphoma because it kind of maintains the adrenal shape. You could argue with me primary adrenal carcinoma. This was resected and was a leiomyosarcoma. There's no way I can make the call. It looks surely like a lymphoma, but this was path-proven leiomyosarcoma, a very unusual lesion. What about this patient, 30-year-old with back pain, large left adrenal mass. Maybe there's some bleeding in it. It's solid. I got to think of malignancy, primary versus metastatic. It's large, there's no known primary. The patient's young. I'm thinking of a primary adrenal carcinoma, but this ended up being resected. And this was a neuroblastoma. Now neuroblastomas, we mentioned, they're typically in childhood, but you can't see them in adulthood. In patients with neuroblastomas, you can see calcification is very common. Um, The CT findings, this article we wrote like a lifetime ago, Richard Feinstein, uh, five adult patients with neuroblastoma and one with a ganglion neuroblastoma. The CT findings are nonspecific and may be confused with lymphoma or even primary adrenal carcinoma. So again, uh, a very, very unusual tumor. And then sometimes things are really unusual. This patient was sent to pancreatic conference the patient had a biopsy proven neuroendocrine tumor well you look and you say the pancreas looks good but there's a mass in the adrenal bed maybe it's somewhat vascular has some calcifications well what is that mass there it is you see it again here it's an adrenal mass well guess what happened uh, and it's not the pancreas so we said it's not the pancreas it's in the adrenal but How do you have, you know, it it doesn't look like a neurogenic tumor. There it is. You can see pushing on the patient's left renal vein, just a very unusual cystic and solid in calcifications. You thought about myelolipoma because of the calcifications, but you don't see any fat. And then you did get on biopsy, even review of the biopsy, said this was some sort of a neuroendocrine tumor. Well, this patient went to surgery. This lesion was resected and it was metastatic breast cancer with neuroendocrine differentiation. That's what the tumor was. So it really was a neuroendocrine type tumor, but it was from metastatic breast cancer, a very, very unusual case. And you could see the patient did have breast cancer, but it was a number of years ago. It really wasn't well known. The patient was asymptomatic. No one thought about anything. And to be fair, it doesn't look like a met from breast cancer. So I've gone through some of the challenges. Large cystic masses can be very challenging, particularly those with hemorrhage. The differential of underlying cause of hemorrhage, benign versus malignant, may be something that's beyond our pay grade. You just can't tell. We see complex masses, cystic and solid. Larger masses can be tricky. Classic primary adrenal carcinoma is easy. Primary lymphoma, when it's maintaining adrenal shape, particularly when bilateral, is classic chromocytomas when they're vascular are classic, but other lesions with mixed enhancement can be difficult. Large masses of soft tissue density with model enhancement are particularly difficult. So I think it can be a real challenge. Hopefully we've helped you with that challenge. So again, it's very important. There's a good article by Mayo Smith and Daniel Glazer when an incidental adrenal mass is discovered, three important items to determine its etiology are its history of malignancy, presence of prior imaging, and symptoms of a hyperfunctioning mass, as this can guide subsequent management. If the patient has a history of malignancy, then an incidental mass has a higher chance of being a MET, but still only about 36% max. Second, if prior imaging is available, greater than the one year of stability is indicative of the benign, of benign nature of the lesion, though we did say certain lesions, adenomas, and adrenal myelipomas can surely grow. And third, if the patient presents with signs of symptoms of adrenal hyperfunction, be it hypertension or Cushing's, then it's more likely gonna be a primary malignancy. So those things are all good hints. I've given you many good hints of what you look at in terms of the tumor. I hope you find it helpful. And it's not often I do four-part lectures, and this was a new lecture that we did in March 2021. So with that, I wish everybody a great day.